0: Absolutely delighted to welcome Dominic Dyer, who is absolutely well known to us all as a tireless campaigner for animals. And um, you know, I hold my hand up; I've been following you for a long time, even in the days of you know all those tweets about Nowzad. So I know how much you care. Um, All about Animals Radio is really happy to have you here today.
1: So, um,
0: thank you. What can you tell us about your new campaign and the petition?
1: Yeah, well, you know, obviously, I'm I'm very involved in debates. campaigns on animal welfare issues and dogs and cats, and companion animals are very close to my heart. Obviously that became a big issue in 2021 in the summer, but also in February last year, I got very much involved in helping the government to come up with a plan of action to allow Ukrainian refugees to come to Britain and bring their companion animals, dogs and cats with them as well. So, you know, I've been heavily involved in, in looking at what we need to do at crisis points, to be fair, to protect animals and people. And one of the things that's really deeply concerned me in recent months is the growing cost of living crisis in Britain, uh, the impending recession, which the Bank of England says today could be the longest recession in British history, and the the huge problems that people are facing with massive increases in food costs, with inflation, with energy costs, and what those will mean not just for their families, but also for their companion animals. Because, you know, we have over 20 million dogs and cats in Britain in private ownership. Um, That figure actually increased by about three and a half, four million during the pandemic because the millions more dogs and cats were purchased as companion animals during that period of time when we were all very much isolated from each other. Um, But the costs of keeping those animals are rising rapidly. You know, we're seeing significant increases in vet fees, significant increases in pet insurance costs, significant increases in, in pet food costs. And to be quite frank, you know, looking at recent polling from the RSPCA and other organisations, we're already saying about 30% of owners saying that they can't afford that anymore. And the real danger is... It is a huge
0: cost. Yeah, yeah. I I have a a rescue dog myself, so I can fully appreciate that. Um, I love him dearly. And, you know, I would rather go without than see my dog go without, quite honestly. So can I just make it clear for everybody then, this is about everybody's pets. It's not just support animals um Um, that need for mental health is no no
1: and I've talked to vets about this I have friends who are vets I've been in sort of surgery environment recently you know on the front line looking at how vets and vet nurses are working I sit on the Royal College of Veterinary Surgeons uh, Veterinary Nurses Council so I'm very much involved looking at the veterinary industry and I know they already have huge problems anyway Brexit basically made it much more difficult for foreign vets to come and work in this country so we have a big shortage of vets and vet nurses so there's huge pressure on veterinary surgeries anyway Um, And what we're seeing here now is that we're seeing it already. People are coming into veterinary surgeries and saying, basically, they can't afford the treatments. And we're beginning to see animals being brought in in a situation where vets are being asked to basically consider what's in the best interest of the animal. This is a really difficult decision for anyone to be involved with. Ultimately, it's up to the individual bringing their dog or cat in as to what they want to have happen to that animal. But also the vets need to consider the animal welfare concerns is that animal gonna be looked after properly? And up to this point in time, difficult decisions about euthanizing animals are primarily made in terms of animal welfare. What we're going to see over the next 12, 18 months as this situation gets far worse, is that those decisions are gonna have to be taken on economic grounds. So people are gonna literally say, listen, I can't afford to keep this animal anymore. The vet will say, well, I can't afford to treat it for nothing and I can't take it anywhere else. There's nowhere else for the animal to go. So in the interest of the animal, we're going to have to put it to sleep. And that's reality that you're going to face. Oh, the, uh, the, first question,
0: the first question a lot of us face when we take our animals to the vets is, is the animal insured? Very yeah. first question. And then, you know, we want the best for our animals. We'd hate anything horrible to happen to them. We need them desperately in times of crisis. So it is a huge issue.
1: It is. Uh, and what I'm concerned about is government are not looking at it properly. Um, uh, Lots of good reports coming out from charities, the RSPCA, Dogs Trust have put out some excellent reports recently on the extent of the problem. Um, We're having more awareness, I think, from some of the pet food manufacturing industry bodies, some of the um, animal wellness businesses as well, and and the British Veterinary Association and others are all raising concerns about what's going on. But we've not really got a joined up approach to this. You know, the charities can only do so much and they do wonderful work. The RSPCA, the Dogs Trust, Cats Protection League, Blue Cross, PDSA, they're all working to house animals that are given up to find kennel space for them, yep. to rehome animals, to provide veterinary care where they can. But there are significant limits on what they can do. Remember that PDSA can only provide free veterinary care to people on social security. And that's only usually one animal in a family that they can provide it to in within limitations. So there are significant limitations on what they can do. Um, No veterinary surgery in Britain can afford, obviously, to give free veterinary care to anyone if they come in and say they can't pay for it. Um, We've got a massive crisis. And the scale of this is unprecedented. This is why this petition, in my view, is so important. You know, I look back in history and the biggest cull of animals was in 1939, at the beginning of the Second World War, when the government basically told Pet owners across the country, they would have to euthanize their animals because they wouldn't be able to feed them. Um, and this is and happening
0: again, isn't it? I mean, it's because, going to happen you know, again. And,
1: and people can't feed their the
0: children. Yeah. And again, these animals, especially when kids can't afford to go out, people can't mm. afford to take their families a walk with a dog in the countryside is free. Yes. And for everybody's mental health. Yeah. I mean, what animals bring to families is priceless.
1: Absolutely, and this is another issue I wanted to raise in the petition: is there are significant mental health issues here for the families giving up these animals? Because that's terrible, exactly. but also significant mental health problems for the vets and vet nurses and animal care assistants in veterinary surgeries that will have to do this. Now, can you imagine how bad this could get? We could see up and down the country thousands and thousands of animals brought into veterinary surgeries within a short period of time where vets and vet nurses will have to euthanize one after another. Now, I would hate to see. Consider the impact of doing yeah,
0: that. Yeah. And the vet, the vet, um, he's the a healthy animal. Self- they yeah. have a huge mental health problem, exactly and I'm not already. surprised with what they've got to deal with.
1: Yes, we know it's already a problem, but the extent yeah. of this making it worse will be absolutely disastrous unless we get a grip on it. Now, this is why I've set the petition up on the basis that I think the government needs to intervene. Now, the government have intervened to deal with public problems, you know, in terms of the, the broader public on energy bills. So hundreds of yeah. billions of pounds are now being spent, quite rightly, trying to protect us from these massive rises in energy costs. Um, There are various other systems in place to try and assist people through these very difficult times using public money, but there's nothing in place for the companion animal sector. And because people are suddenly finding they're increasingly short of money, they're not giving to the charities either. So the RSPCA and the Dogs Trust and the Cats Protection League and all these charities are also seeing their funding drop off significantly, so they can't provide significant levels of cover. At a time of increasing demand for their services. So, this is a real difficult situation.
0: I can what really I'm appreciate saying is that. We have
1: to do something yeah. about it.
0: We because we're, we're all paying for our own pets, aren't we?
1: We are. So, what I'm saying is the government needs to sit down with the le- leading charities in the sector, with the veterinary industry, with animal campaigners and like myself and others and say, what can we do to deal with this? Can we set up some form of public fund that could allocate funding? For example, to PDSA and Blue Cross to do more work providing veterinary support services to the public if they can't afford to pay for it? Could there be pop up surgeries set up across surgeries up and down the country with free veterinary care offered to people in emergency situations where they can't afford to pay for it using this funding? Could we supply more support to those charities that are helping people? on the streets because we know that's increasing in number as well trying to it look is, after yeah. their animals like dogs on the street so we need to be getting more money to them we need to be getting more money to local authorities because they're going to have a problem with stray dogs we don't have a significant problem with stray dogs in this country that could explode as people just release them. Yeah. you know we think owners will be responsible in some cases they just won't be they'll just let them go that means more dogs on our highways and our roads dangerous to the animals dangerous to the public. And local authorities have to round them up and ultimately those dogs will be euthanized as well so basically we've got to give more support to local authorities to deal with that and we need to give support to the veterinary industry to deal with the mental health impact of this impending animal welfare catastrophe that's coming like a steam train through the doors of surgeries up and down this country there is no hiding the, the reality here and um you know what i'm trying to do with this petition is get government to wake up get the charities and the veterinary industry to Consider what's happening and to t- take a joined-up approach to say we must see some form of cost-of-living animal welfare crisis fund set up, where we can start to distribute money. And really, this needs to operate over the next twelve months to act as a safety net to try and save as many animals as possible. I think this will have huge public support because of the I numbers so. of people that have them. I think MPs will give this support. I'm saying to the Chancellor Jeremy Hunt, which is soon out the new Prime Minister, both of whom have dogs. We've recently had pictures taken with their dogs. Yes. good PR for them particularly the Prime Minister with his dog recently as well, that they must step up and say, yes, we're dog owners, we're animal lovers, and we're actually going to have to do something here as well.
0: I think they support so many industries. Why not support their very own veterinary industry? Yes. You know, after yeah. all, the money's going to go straight back into the economy. It's yes, going it to do is. so much good, yeah. bring so much goodwill. Yeah. And I think the pop-up veterinary surgeries are a great idea. Yeah. That would be I, so, I th- so helpful.
1: I think it could work and you know a lot of surgeries have spare rooms and capacity where they could have someone just directed to a particular part of the clinic where you could have someone it could be a PDSA employed veterinary surgeon or vet nurse or a Blue Cross employed veterinary nurse veterinary surgeon for example to provide the services. The other thing we're asking for in the petition actually is to change the visa requirements as well because we have this terrible debate about immigration at the moment. The fact is we can't get vets into this country. I know I think to try to get vets out of Afghanistan into this country how difficult it is but we have vets all around the world that would come and work here but there are various restrictions on the mentoring the country we're saying that they need to set up a fast track visa system to allow vets and vet nurses to come into this country to support this cost of living crisis animal welfare fund to help provide services to people who need them at the moment in this crisis period so I think that's another beneficial thing we could do to help the vet industry
0: sorry did you say that you're hoping that this will also help people pay for you know, basic everyday essentials of keeping their dogs and cats.
1: Yes, basically the fund could be set up so that it could be allocated to various charities to provide the services. Right. What we'd like to see is a central fund established using public money, but also I'd like to see corporate money coming into this. The big vet corporates, the big farmer industries, the pet food manufacturers, I hope would also put money into any public fund to support yes. it. And that in turn can be released to the charities. are not reinventing the wheel here. Okay, yeah. you release that money through to PDSA, Blue Cross, the, you know, The existing infrastructure. All the infrastructure's there. Work with the veterinary industry because they can help do this. And there are vets up and down the country that would help support this if there was funding available for them that they could get money for. Think of the furlough scheme. Think how that worked. Think how that money was allocated through to keep businesses going. We need to support the veterinary industry and charities to provide this frontline support. The other thing I've put into the petition is food banks. We have food banks for humans, of course, and they're increasingly important. We need dog and cat food banks rabbit food banks, you know, pet food banks. Yeah, absolutely do. They can be part of the food bank system. So every food bank would have a pet food section to it and the funding could go in to actually support that as well. Now, we know some of the pets at home and other groups are doing some good work here and our Dogs Trust and others. They can all add to it, but there shouldn't be any problem with people getting access to pet food if they can't afford to pay for it, their animals. We've got to do this. We really have to do.
0: We do, and I think also, I think the breeding industry needs to step up a little bit as well. You know, they made hay in lockdown. They made an awful lot of money um, selling these dogs and cats. And really, it's, you know, one litter is an, is, is an annual salary. So really, yeah, they have that. made an awful lot of money on, you know, That's these dogs
1: As to whether we can, you know, we can deal with that. That is a longer term problem, a significant problem. I I just
0: wondered if maybe the Kennel Club and other, you know. Yeah, I think organisations like that could could,
1: could get behind it. I think they most definitely could. And I think, you know, what I'd like to see is organisations that have funding for emergency crisis point could actually, you know, put some of it into this. But ultimately, to make it work, it's got to be government primarily funded because we're talking tens of millions of pounds would be needed. Now, that seems an awful lot of money, but it isn't an awful lot of money when you look at how much is being spent, for example, on the energy support package. Which is billions and billions of pounds. Um, but it would be enough to save potentially a million plus animals from being euthanized. I don't use those figures lightly. People might go, exaggerating here.
0: No, no, I'm
1: not. If you've got 22 millions. million, we've got 30% of people saying they have a problem now. That could be 40, 50%, bearing in mind the Bank of England interest rates have gone up by you know, 0.75% today. So 100,000 pound mortgage, that's an extra 750 pounds you know, to be found a year, these increases are going to really hit people really, really the hard. The stress
0: that people are under, they need every single bit of wellness that can be
1: yeah. given. Up and, and down the country at the moment, there'll be people looking at their dogs and cats thinking, I'm going to have to take some really hard decisions here. Are we going to be able to pay for my children to, to eat properly and heat the house properly? And what are we going to do about the animals? That shouldn't be a decision no. they have to take. Government should say, listen, we'll come up with something here. Working with the charities and the veterinary industry, try and help support you to make sure those animals are protected. For this temporary period of crisis, this won't go on forever. You know, we will see a better economy emerge in a year 18 months time. We will. We do need to support these people now uh, and to support the animals. And I think that's really important. So that's what this petition's about. That's why I want to get it to 10,000 as soon as possible to get an initial reaction from government, because that's a trigger point. We're up to nearly 2,000 now in two days. So it's moving quickly, but we've got to get more people signing it. Uh, we need to do more interviews like this and I'm going to work on some more media going forward over the next few days as well but you know I want people who are out there you know well-known individuals the charities organizations veteran industry to take this seriously and not just to dismiss it saying well this is just another campaign by Dominic Guy." it's not it's a serious issue here that I'm raising that I know, know vets care about this up and down the country so This is not just about me it's about what I think has to be done
0: there are so many benefits to this it's unbelievable and, you know, right now, I think everybody needs to see a benefit in life because it's been a little bit grim with, you know, the pandemic yeah. and everything else. And we all need to sort of step up and enjoy life, whatever the government or world events mm. throw at us. Mm. And honestly, there is nothing better than your, you know, your dog, your cat coming up to you. you yeah. know, and I think it's a,
1: a, a good story. You know, This debate is going on in other European countries as well. You know, Holland, Germany, France. So it's not yeah. as if this is isolated here. What I'd like to see is the British government to step up and say, we'll do something first that will break the mold and show other governments what can be done. So we that will place a safety net to protect our companion animals in this country as well as people. And then we'll see what other European countries do as well. So hey, you know, we have this debate about Brexit, we're going to be different, we do our own thing. Let's show the world we will do our own thing. Okay, let's do this. Let's make it happen. Let's That's exactly
0: out. what it was all supposed to be about, wasn't it? Yes, that exactly. We can just step up, we can do things. And yeah. I think when people get together, yeah. you know, I, I know I harp on about Nauzad, Nauzad yeah. a little bit, yeah. but, you know, that was the greatest coming together of anything I've yeah. ever seen for animals.
1: But actually, um, this is far bigger. Nauzad with 170 dogs and cats, OK? Yeah. And everyone and got behind that. This is a tiny fraction. <laughs> this is millions. This is millions. Yeah. Uh, you know, so we can't get our backsides in gear here. If people can't get to their MP saying, I want you to support this, if we can't put pressure on the prime minister, the leader of the opposition, because Geir Starmer and Angela Rayner and others need to come forward and say, listen, do we support this as well? It's not just about the government. I want to hear from opposition politicians. Are you willing to step up and say, we should have a crisis animal welfare fund or not? And if not, you explain to your constituents why you don't think this should happen. We will have some people who will step up and go, it's pets to poor people again, it's Dominic Dyer. It's not, this is pets and people. This is about the health and well-being of the nation, the health and well-being of our veterinary industry and actually a significant part of our economy because you're absolutely right as you said earlier you know if you look at the veterinary animal care business it's worth billions yeah. of pounds of economy so if we lose millions of animals out of that then there'll be a massive drop in how much money people spend over the next two or three years so not only are we euthanizing animals we're taking out a significant part of the economy as a, a, a process around that so keep the animals alive you keep the veterinary services that they operate alive yeah. and operating and the the pet food industry and everyone else benefits so and the charities you know can keep doing what they do really well we have a wonderful charity sector in this country and we need to support it now and we haven't seen any support given anything at all to the animal welfare sector with this impending disaster this economic crisis that we face it's about time we did
0: it it is that's unforgivable really that the government have ignored one of the biggest things in anybody's life yes with as a Talking about the public themselves, I mean, as well as signing the petition and obviously sharing on social media. Do you know, this morning, my neighbours asked me what I was doing today and they've gone straight home and they've signed your petition okay. as well. I think
1: what I'd like to do is get people to contact their MPs, send it to your okay. MP and say, I want you to support this petition. I want this debate in Parliament and I want you to you know, contact ministers and say, listen, they should be doing this. We want the chancellor to be bombarded. We request the prime minister to say, you must do something. We'll build up momentum on this. So I've been going for two days and I've started a debate and I know that's going to be important. Others will pick it up. I'm getting lots of vets and vet nurses contact me saying, I think you're right. We need this and doing this interview and some others we've got lined up will help. So keep going with it. Keep talking to everyone. But yeah, definitely contact your MPs because this is an issue. I think most MPs will say, I'm with you on this. We should do something here.
0: Well, as you say most of them have got dogs most exactly of them always have them in their photos they want yep. to be seen with them don't they exactly you know it can't be one rule for them and one rule for us
1: no dogs and, and cats of course we're talking dogs and cats and also i'm not just excluding rabbits or horses companion yep. animals there's going to be a significant equine problem here because there'll be listeners saying what we're going to do about horses absolutely this one should cover horses and it should definitely cover rabbits and other small mammals and small pets skinny pigs hamsters everything else But, you know, the numbers in terms of dogs and cats are huge. That's a significant component of this.
0: I think one thing maybe to add in as well is the price of animal feed. I know I've got enough of them um, has all gone up. You know, the hay this year, the farmer I buy off, he had half the crop. Yes. So he could literally charge what he wanted. He was quite fair. But if I'm seeing that, everybody else is seeing that as well. And as you say, that affects rabbits and all kinds of animals that are eating hay or Anything else, really? All the food prices have gone up. So the pet food's gone up while people are having their wages cut.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's the crucial element of this. We're only just beginning to enter this dark tunnel. Today's another milestone with that interest rate increase. The Bank of England have said today that we will be in recession till the middle of 2024, which will be the longest recession in history, um, in recordable history. So we are going into a very, very difficult time. And that's going to have a massive impact on people, but also on animals. And we've got to now act in advance of that. We've got to plan now and prepare now to try and help as many people as possible through this difficult winter, which is going to be very hard for so many of us.
0: Exactly. We've got to keep spirits up, haven't we? I mean, it almost is It almost is a wartime kind of effort, isn't it? Yes. It you is. know, we know what's coming. We know what's here. Yes. This is what we can do. And this is what we can't do. And that's
1: what I'll say. I'll bring it back to the, the pet cull of 1939. Unless we act, we're going to have yeah. a similar situation where animals are going to be killed. You know what? they'll be killed unnecessarily because a bit of work by the government support from the trans-inventancy would have saved so many of them. Um, and I don't want to see those difficult decisions being taken because no one is helping.
0: No, because in other happened. countries, they're already killing thousands of dogs, aren't they? Because they nobody are. ever steps forward for them.
1: No, no, exactly. So a lot to do, but you yep. know we'll get this out and share this particular interview. And thank you so much for doing it. But I think this is just a sign, in my view, of what we must do and the urgency of acting now. So anyone out there, please sign it, please share it, please get to your MPs and talk to anyone you can there are millions of owners of animals in this country we should be able to get this petition over 100,000 very quickly even a tiny fraction won't take the time to sign it and that's what we need to see at the moment
0: that's brilliant thank you and thank you again for stepping up you're always there for everybody i Not mean you try so hard up. and no, i hope everybody supports you
1: thank you so much it's been a pleasure to speak to you Bob. thank you <music>